This is exclusive coverage of CPAC for Central Virginia. Brought to you by the Virginia Institute for Public Policy and our Tuesday Morning Group Coalition. Find out how you can join at virginiainstitute.org. It's Joe Thomas in the morning on Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Joe Thomas on this Saturday morning special edition of the Joe Thomas of the morning because there's too much going on here. It's funny how the press was all going around saying nobody's at CPAC. Well, then the nobodies are all in front of me as I try to walk down the hallway here. It's crowded. Yeah, it's very crowded in here. And we're only just starting to build up towards uh, the two presidents plus one of our delegates, uh, Nick Freitas, who's really going to be the crowd pleaser uh, this uh, Saturday. But President Trump, President Malai, uh, both coming in, and Kat Kamek is here, Congresswoman from Florida, uh, but also on the committee on uh, that's and I forgot the name of it, but it is to to work on weaponization. the weaponization yes. of government, and it's been such a key topic here, especially with all the international leaders here. When Liz Truss says that, what did she call them? The uh, the the, the uh, uh, Quangos in in Britain, the quasi non non government organizations, or basically Britain's bureaucracy, kept her from doing anything as prime minister. And we see what's happened here with the EPA and the FDA and all these different groups that have police departments and have courtrooms of their own. They have their own court systems. These civil courts. How do you unwind that, Kat? Well, it starts with asserting Article One authority. And the fact that you have members of Congress who continue to cede their authority to the executive branch means that they're not serious about restoring the people's voice in the people's house. That's how you do it. If we And we have had opportunity after opportunity to really rein in this over-bureaucratic, bloated government. Last year, our bill, the RAINS Act, it is actually the largest regulatory reform bill in American history and would force all these bureaucrats to come and ask Mother May I before Congress, before enacting these ridiculous rules. And this is truly how the administration is getting their political agenda accomplished, whether it's the Second Amendment, whether it is uh, the Department of Energy and they want to crack down on fossil fuels. This is how they do it, through the regulatory regime in these agencies. And we in Congress have continued to give that authority away. We have to rein it back in and assert the people's voice in the people's house. We have every tool at our disposal. We just need a backbone to do it. Right after you spoke on Friday, Nigel Farage came out and talked about how they unbanked him in Britain. Yeah. And and you know, were arrogant enough to say, don't worry, he won't say anything about it. Like they didn't know who Nigel Farage was. But but that's happening all across. That You, you mentioned all this bureaucracy. I think the Federal Reserve System is doing a lot of that as well because they go to these banks and they say, listen, we want to know uh, you know, we want to know who's buying guns. We want to know who's financing gun uh, dealers. We want to know who's financing gun groups like Gun Owners of America. That's chilling. You know, we talked about this a little bit on stage, how Bank of America voluntarily turned over your financial data to the FBI without a warrant. Tell me that's not a blatant violation of the Fourth Amendment. And then they went one step further where they had keyword searches of Bass Pro, Bible, Cabela's, other things that would trigger what some might say, okay, that's uh, someone in rural America, someone who enjoys hunting, fishing, whatever. And they classified that as domestic extremism. I think that is so blatantly wrong. And again, without a warrant, 
they did that. That is what we're currently investigating, and Bank of America says that they did nothing wrong. I tend to disagree. Is the use of the word extremism intentional? Because terrorism has a very defined legal meaning. Um, and when you then can say extremism is also applicable under FISA and all these other warrantless systems, you've really opened a can of worms where there really is no definition of what extremism means. Absolutely. And I mean, I would take it even one step further in saying that the language and the definitions that people use, it's very deliberate. If you look throughout the last 30 years, the whole concept of gun control or combating violence always came with an image of a gun. And I would constantly criticize our own side when they would say, you know, curbing violence, curbing crime. They would always put a picture of a gun somewhere in it. And I would say, don't associate the gun with violence. It's the person that's violent. And you can use any means. It could be a vehicle. It could be a, a car. It could be whatever. I mean, people need to make sure that they're being very deliberate in the words that they use. And this is what ties back into the extremists. The use of the word extremism has been deliberate because they want to make sure that they're in, engraving and in, embedding it in the narrative. And, and we watch it even <coughs> happening through the media. Uh, the media has been complicit in it, uh, and we, we recycle these false flag you know, narratives. And, and I wish more people of the, of the uh, liberal bent, uh, your Democratic Party colleagues, would realize uh, you know, the, uh, was it uh, Martin Niemöller's poem. First they came for the trade unionists, but I mean, that's the case, because if, if, if the liberals think it's fun and games now, what happens when somebody tries to do the same thing to abortion or, you know, women's votes or, you know, you name, you know, you, you, you know child care, somebody wants to do, they, they would freak out over it, but, but because it's something they don't believe in, they're fine. No, it's 100%. I mean, and that is happening. If we don't reassert, like I said, our Article One authority, but then also fight in the culture war in reasserting language. But, but that also requires the courage to take the, the, the public heat, the media heat. Oh, Kat Kamek is, is cutting funding to schools. Kat Kamek is cutting funding to uh, police or, you know, and all these narratives that people like me will regurgitate. Well, not like me, but in my business, they'll, they'll just regurgitate these lines um, and, and everyone will tune in to the six o'clock news because oh, they're looking out for me and they're going to get that mean cat Kamek who's going to cut all these programs that we need. That's what's going to happen. And that's why we don't see so much of it. Well, and I, see, I, I really see an assault happening right now on the truth. Right. That's why, you know, I think Donald Trump was so apropos in talking about fake news. But as a result of the last couple of years, you're seeing people who are now starting to seek out different means of news sources. And with that comes the opportunity for people to really get educated and civically involved. The legacy media is on a downhill slide because people have lost trust and faith in the media. Except for radio. Except for radio. Talk radio is great. Talk radio is great. Cat, <laughs> uh, real quick, I know you're also on the AI committee. Yes. You know, uh, that to that end, is AI something that the government can regulate, or is it going to wind up being the same stuff we're seeing here? So we have a really unique opportunity right now with AI. The, the challenge is going to be to avoid over-regulating the innovation out of the process. And AI is going to play a role in every aspect of our lives. So to resist it, we do at our own peril. The best way for us to approach AI is to really establish a freedom and liberty-minded philosophical principle in the language models. 
what you saw with Microsoft this week where they had DEI nonsense riddled throughout it, that is what the problem is. You need to get more of the language models rooted in constitutional principles to protect the innovation, but also our rights. I, I, my daughter's a photographer, and watermarking is what I keep thinking of. Is we've got to come up with ways to watermark the reality so nobody can, oh, that's not real because it doesn't have the watermark on it or something like that. That's that. Watermarking is actually something that we've talked about, but in that same breath, it's evolving so fast that we have found folks that can, using AI, undo the watermarks that designate images and videos as AI. So imagine the consequences in an election year. We're, we're, we're knee-deep in this. Russia today has a video of Joe Biden breakdancing in the White House at the commands of Vladimir Putin. So, oh, uh, you know, my gosh. Uh, so, uh, I know it's not real, but it looked real. Thanks so much, Kat. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it.